Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Church Purpose. This is Series 2, Episode 8 of 28. So why spend so much time on a story of rebellion and a lack of respect and honor for the authority of God that God himself placed on Moses, a type of church leader, if you will, You see, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. (laughs) You knew that, of course, right? So back to verse 9 and 10, where Moses had asked why they are not content with the position that God had given them, which, by the way, was a position of leadership. But it's never enough for the man of pride who thinks he knows better than God. The fire they offered was out of order, for they were not priests. Additionally, we see that because of their rebellion, it was also profane fire. And lastly, which I know nothing of, given the length of this message, because they were in rebellion against Moses, but because Moses was put in a position by God, they were ultimately in rebellion against God. They did not regard God as holy. Strike three. Oh, and let's not forget that Moses said to God, do not honor their offering. Verse 20, And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. Still want to be the boss over your boss? 22. Then they fell on their faces and said, O God, the God of spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation? So the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get away from the tents of Korah, Dothan, and Abraham. Then Moses rose and went to Dothan and Abraham, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. So they got away from around the tents of Korah, Dothan, and Abraham. And Dothan and Abraham came out and stood at the door of their tents, their wives, their sons, and their little children. And Moses said, By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own will. If these men die naturally, like all men, Or if they are visited by a common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. Even Moses knew it wasn't his idea to be in the position that God had put him in. Remember the desert scene? Verse 30. But if the Lord creates a new thing, and the earth opens up its mouth, and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit, then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord. Now, if there's anything to understand about your rebelling against God in place leadership, it is that you are rejecting the Lord and not the leader that he put in place, because your rebellious heart won't allow you to follow. Now, like the number of feathers in a down pillow, I can hear the whatabouts or the but days. To that I say, find them in scripture, and then we can chat. Surely we now know that earthquakes have an appetite for jelly donuts that have rejected the Lord. Verse 31. Now it came to pass, as he finished speaking these words, that the ground split apart under them, and the earth opened up its mouth and swallowed them up with their household and with all the men with Korah, with all their goods. So they and all those with them went down alive into the pit. The earth closed over them, and they perished from among the assembly. Then all Israel, who were around them, fled at their cry. 
for they said least the earth swallow us up also. I find the response of the people interesting and hopeless, because they did not repent of their sin, even though they saw the penalty of the sins of their leaders. I know this because I read the whole story and gave away the ending. Paul saw the difference in his day and helped the Corinthian peeps. Well, he may have read the Torah at least once. 2 Corinthians 7, 8-11 For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I perceive that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing, that you sorrowed in a godly manner. What diligence it produced in you. What clearing of yourselves. What indignation. What fear. What vehement desire. What zeal. What vindication. In all things you proved yourselves to be clear in this matter. So, but what about the way we're 250 leaders of renown? Korah and his kin paid the price for his sin. Maybe God overlooked theirs. Verse 35. And a fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. They must have had short memories. He just did that with Aaron's two sons. Nope, godly fire hungers to swallow up profane fire at its source. Why didn't they know it was spiritually illegal for them to do such a thing? I still don't understand. Arrogance and rebellion are blinding and deafening. In Leviticus, they were taught not to do such a thing, because burning incense was a function of the priest. For the first time, I approved the use of the statement, that's not my job. Verse 36, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, to pick up the censers out of the blaze, for they are holy, and scatter the fire some distance away. The censers of these men who sinned against their own souls let them be made into hammered plates as a covering for the altar, because they presented them before the Lord, therefore they are holy. And they shall be assigned to the children of Israel. So Eleazar the priest took the bronze censers, which those who were burned up had presented, and they were hammered out as a covering on the altar, to be a memorial to the children of Israel, that no outsider, who was not a descendant of Aaron, should come near to offer incense before the Lord, that he might not become like Korah and his companions, just as the Lord had said to him through Moses. So you want to function in a position or ministry that you are not sent by God to do? Then you have positioned yourself to be an outsider. Verse 41. On the next day, all the congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. What? But wait, remember godly sorrow leads to repentance? Rebellion makes you slow and a dumb learner. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but I tell you this stuff still happens today in our churches, and it must stop. Cut. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but I tell you this stuff still happens in our churches today, and it must stop. Verse 42. Now it happened when the congregation had gathered against Moses and Aaron, that they turned towards the tabernacle of meeting, 
and suddenly the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. I know you know that I'm going to go there because I love the church and what it could be, all that it could be. Well, would God consume your church today? And they fell on their faces. Hi, it's me again. So are the scars on your face from unjust fighting or praying? Verse 46. So Moses said to Aaron, Take a censer and put fire in it from the altar. Put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from the Lord. The plague has begun. Then Aaron took it, as Moses commanded, and ran in the midst of the assembly. And already the plague had begun among the people. So he put in the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living. So the plague was stopped. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700, besides those who died in Korah's incident. So Aaron returned to Moses at the door of the tabernacle of meeting, for the plague had stopped. Well, there goes the megachurch, all sickly and everything. Why couldn't they see that God is consistent and that he never changes? It took one day of not repenting to change their destiny forever. Suffice to say that there is a real God who sets things up to run his way. You don't like what you see? Serve them in complete humility, with your eyes closed. Perhaps God will use you to replace them at some point in time. Most of this problem would be solved today if the body, your body, would go where Jesus is. I'm pretty sure I've touched on the belief that God places you in the body as he pleases. And if you model this, then even if the church is set up in hell, it will be able to endure and serve your time. 1 Corinthians 12, 18, and 24. Well, that's it for today. Hopefully you get where this is going, as the church has a purpose, and we are coming to the days whereby she better be getting on with it. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through in the people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks. And see you next time in deep waters.